Harness Racing, Victoria Wide. RSN927 is Talking Trots. Good morning, RSN927 listeners. We are Talking Trots this morning, and I'm joined by Blake Redden. And it is Christmas morning, Bakes. I don't know how you slept last night, but it's Breeders' Crown Final Night at Tabcorp Park, Melton. And uh, I'm shopping at the bit. Yeah, no, I sleep, slept like a baby as always. You always do, don't you? I do sleep Good really sleeper. Well. Good sleeper. Uh, to yeah. gift, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's hard for me to say otherwise. Yeah, it, it, there's no gratitude because it's no. so natural to you just to be able to lay in bed and just get a good kip here. So uh, yes. you're fresh as a daisy. I am. You not so much. But that's okay because you're the man with all the form. So this is going to be a big program. We've got 11 races to get through. What do you reckon? We just rip right in? Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Um, and we should start with the first, which I think is a really interesting affair. It is. It's the Always Be Mickey Breeders' Crown Graduate Cup. Uh, what would this have been, an old Metropolitan Maiden type race? Not so much anymore, but Casbar Kids drawn barrier two. Uh, this kicks off at 5.30pm over the sprint trip. He's going to be right in the market, as is TCB McRae drawn middle of the front row. Laredo Torpedo wide on the front row, and you've found one at, well, was Monster Odds. Rock and Roll Eyes, it's drawn inside the second row, but you think it can win. What um, what, what price are we getting Rock and Roll Eyes now? Well, yesterday, or the day before... It was $10. Currently, Rock and Roll Eyes, you can have $10. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't understand that. I spent an inordinate amount of time in this race because I got overexcited about doing the meeting. I just finished the uh, the Friday night card last night, not one of the British Crown Carnival, and I thought... Two nights ago. Uh, yep. Because the races were on last night. Yep. Uh, I'm a bit confused. But, uh, look, I got excited, and I spent too much time in this race because I, I, I'm not sure there's answers to be found necessarily. I settled on TCB McRae. Here's why, because I reckon... Well, Kasbah Kid's going to get across Royal Hustler really quickly. Kasbah Kid generally takes a sit if he's pressured in the early stages of a race. Maestro Bellini and High Rolling will both come out on roller skates, uh, I reckon. And Maestro Bellini is a better beginner when not drawn the inside. Got crossed very easily, I reckon, by Van Dander last time out. But here... I reckon can do enough to hold high rolling to the first turn. I reckon high rolling will only go for maybe 150, 200 metres, 150 at maximum actually having a dip. And when that doesn't work out, uh, I reckon Maestro Bellini will be in front. But they will have burnt to some degree. And then I reckon off the inside, Glenn Douglas says we've got to get rock and roll eyes into the affair and starts to pour the pressure back on. So just when you think they're going to come up for air, I think rock and roll eyes is, is just going to say, no, nah, we'll have none of that because I don't have the speed with my horse um, to be turning this into a 55-second last half necessarily or or particularly a really slick last quarter. So I'm going to pour the pressure on. I reckon rock and roll eyes, just with his intent and the way he's racing at the moment, might just be able to... Um, out-muscle these, basically. But if the, if the tempo's right, TCB McRae's get a lob in the right spot, and I'll tell you why, because Laredo, Laredo Torpedo and Nicky's Idol both go back at the start. Uh, so there's going to be nothing else coming across. I think he's just going to lob into a position, and he very rarely gets within striking distance these days because he likes to go back at his races and always has, I suppose. But this is his opportunity to break through again. Rock and Roll Eye is the best betting proposition in the race. $10 is utterly ludicrous for mine. Kazbar Kid goes in for third. He'll be perfectly positioned. I just wonder how desperate he is to win races sometimes. Well, a lot of the time, Kazbar Kid. And in for fourth, number three, Maestro Bellini, who can win the race if they leave him completely alone. I'll also be throwing Laredo Torpedo into early quarters. Four, eight, two, three, and six. Anything to add? Nope. Race two on the yep. card. The Father Patrick at Nevelier, Stud Breeders Crown Series 21. Three-year-old trotting fillies. This is Group 1 level. Liberty Strides our 
Outright tab favourite at two dollars sixty fixed odds. Iron Pegasus four dollars. Emerald Stride and Sunny's Little Jestic, the only other horses under single figures at six dollars. Two sixty is good enough, isn't it? I reckon it has to be good enough. Two sixty because you know Liberty Stride um, was you know expected to pretty much go out there as a filly and beat the um, beat the males in the Victoria Trotters Derby. Highly unlikely it would have eventuated that. It way. would have never beaten Majestuoso. No. no one was beating Majestuoso, I don't think, but. Liberty Stride, I reckon, was probably spotting the leaders 25 metres in the heat of the series. Won by, I reckon, a horse who you've got a lot of time for and will probably be tipping on top on Pundus Paradise uh, in Sunny's Little Jestic. Now, Sunny's Little Jestic did cart the field up and there was a bit of a runaway leader there in Iron Pegasus. And I've got no doubt that's the strong qualifier. You know, that's the key qualifier for this race. They're my top three tips. But I just think Liberty Stride, 25 metres off the lead, misses by, you know, 1.2 metres and is making the charge out wide. So... If she makes no errors, and particularly if she can get up on the premises at some point, I reckon that uh, Liberty Stride's the one to beat. Iron Pegasus has her greatest weapon removed from her. It's like um, setting Pete Sampras out there and saying you're going to have to underarm serve for the, for the entire game here because he's a brill- or she's a brilliant gate speed trotter and she's drawn off the second row here. But I reckon she's good enough to overcome it if she can stay in front of uh, a couple of major rivals here, also drawn off the second row. I've got time for Sunny's Little Jessic. That wasn't a fluke, what it did in the heat of this series. It's flying at the moment. It just needs the right run as well, and we'll likely get it with the Iceman Gavin Lang in the card. And Emerald Stride's a multiple group one winner. Royal Charlotte's a, a, a Jill Oaks winner drawn off the front row. They're worth including. Even Orlando Storm. This is a, a wide-open race, but I still reckon if you were going to back one horse in it, it would be Liberty Stride at the $2.60. I marked her 2.2, Yeah, I'd... Speed map will be important, but don't get fooled by Sonny's little jestic last time just sort of winning. She was, um, as you say, carting the field up on the inside. She's shown an enormous turn of foot out wide on, on the track on occasion, so that won't be a problem, I wouldn't have thought. Race three on the card is the Elder Baron Park Breeders' Crown Series 22. Two-year-old Colts and Geldings final at Group 1 level, uh, obviously for the Trotters. And our favourite here is Ultimate Stride. He's $1.55. Drawn widest on the front row of it. Is that a bid who has been well backed? Five dollars into three ten with a pole marking draw powder keg. Uh, I'm Daddy Warbucks, both around ten dollars and Andover Sun. Good run in the heat, twenty six dollars. Uh yep. Seven one three and eight. I really am gonna settle on the concept that only two horses can win this race. Ultimate Striden is that a bid. Earlier in the week I was thinking is that a bid's a really legit legitimate chance, and I still think he is. I've got a funny feeling Ultimate Stride will just find a way to win the race. Um, Oregon is that a bid's going to have to resist early challenges from both Dreamy and Powder Keg. If he, even if he's able to do that, he will have copped a little bit of heat. Ultimate Stride will just be balancing up wider out on the track, then rolling around. Now, what happens? I reckon is that a bid will be happy to park Ultimate Stride. There's a chance he'll hand up. Zach Phillips will hand up with is that a bid, but. Uh, my map says it is that a bit in front, ultimate stride in the breeze. Now, the way he's that a bit went in the Redwood Classic and, and subsequently in his heat of this series, you'd say he's got to be some sort of hope because he was pressured, if not mercilessly, then, you know, he, he was hassled a fair way for a fair deal of the running in the Redwood Classic and he kicked on really strong. The ultimate stride ultimately got the better of him with an easier run, but it's going to be a good clash between these two. I, I think ultimate stride's the one to beat, but there should be a little bit less between them in the prices for mine. Is that a bit of clear and present danger? Powder Kick's a nice horse, but I don't think it can win the race unless, of course, it's able to get across. Is that a bit at, at, at the start? And then it's got some sort of small hope. And I'm Daddy Warbucks if the pole marker does lead. He, he, just always around the mark, isn't he? He's had a, a really good season without breaking through in a big one, and I reckon he can sort of run third or fourth again in a race of this nature. But 
ultimate stride for mine, 7, 1, 3 and 8. He was the eye catcher in the Vic Brett I'm Daddy Warbucks after galloping. Uh, but I sort of thought, you know, you've outlined it pretty well. But I will say that rules don't apply to $126. You can throw into your first force. Probably can't win, but definitely has ability and was Skates good in the heat. His gift is the one I want to throw in my exotics. Okay. And Andover Sun actually can win the race, um, and he's $26, so he can win the race. Mm. Uh, race four on the card is the Woodland Stud Breeders Crown Series 21, three-year-old pacing Phillies final group on level. Don't think we need to overanalyze this. Princess Tiffany's a dollar fifteen, and the only horse in single figures. Let's pretend they're all going to turn up here at their very best, okay? Now, our Princess Tiffany's the best filly in the race. She's actually, I'm happy to use this term, she's a champion filly, uh, our Princess Tiffany. What she's done in New Zealand and Australia in her two- and three-year-old season, she's she's phenomenally good. Um was she right back to her best at semi-final level of the series? Lou McCarthy drove her spectacularly well, and she went really well. Was it, you know, as good as we've seen her go at different times, including in the New South Wales Oaks and in some big races in New Zealand? Probably not quite, but it was good enough to suggest she'll blow these away. The only one who could potentially match it with our Princess Tiffany here on ability, and I mean, she's not in the same class as our Princess Tiffany, but Miss Stry's end was beaten a lit by Belle of Montana in a Victoria Oaks heat in 154.9, and then beaten by Princess, our Princess Tiffany by a lip in the southeast Oaks up in Queensland during their winter carnival. So she's the best of the Australian fillies. She hasn't been performing through this series, but if she can find her best from the pole marking draw here and maybe even parks our Princess Tiffany, uh, I think she's she's the only one that could cause a little blowout. Uh, the other ones I want to include, only a few more for your exotics. Five uh, best Westerners just thrived through this series and also ran some great races in New Zealand before arriving here. So throw her in. Enchanted Stride always seems to go well in these sort of finals. Breeders Crown, Vic Bread Super Series, and she's got a pretty nice draw as well. And I'll also be including Bazinga, who produced an improved performance, I thought, last time out. Uh, she had a relatively big reputation over in New Zealand. I just think with a good draw here, she'll be close enough, if good enough, to uh, fill a podium position. Three, one, five, four, and two in the fourth. I thought Miller Joy at fourteen dollars a place. Man. Wow! You know, third or fourth, uh, wow. certainly not first or second. But just keep in mind, race five on the card: High Gain Breeders Crown Championship, four-year-old Entires and Geldings. Group two level will rip through this before a break. Rack 'em up, Tiger Pie's been well back during the week. 270 into 225, outright favourite with Tab over 10 major. Similarly well supported, 5 into 420. Maritai, $4.60. The Black Prince, Wardan, round out those horses in single figures. Oh, uh, look, uh, I keep running this race over in my head. Now, what happens is Wardan, major times, and Rack'em Up, Tiger Pie all roll forward. Wardan, I reckon, find, has the speed to, to find the front and keep the front if it wants to. And having never handed up under race conditions, I don't see why he would hand up here. Major that, times, I think... the the stable believe he's a very quick beginner when they let him go. Yeah, I mean we've seen. I, I mean, ideal some magic got across him, didn't he? In the in uh, a qualifier for the Vic Bread Super Series, I think he's quick. I think I think Wardan will be fine holding the lead. Um, rack him up, Tiger Pie. Then progresses forward to the breeze. Once he gets in the breeze, that throws off limits to everybody else. So Tam Major, who likes to race up on the speed, can't get there. Major Times is going to be in a really nice spot here, but every time I run this race in my head, the same scenario emerges. Tam Major having to launch a long way from home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just hold up a second. You say that that spot's not up for offer, but in the Vic Bread, what happened? Tam Major's ripped right around, rack him up, Tiger Fly, and found the front. Yeah, but so do you think that would ever happen again? Well, I don't know. I don't think it's impossible. I'm not saying you'll find the front, but the breeze, if you want to. Also, without being... Major Times was in front. Yeah. No, no, but if he wants the breeze tear major, I suspect he'll get it. 
from Rackham Up Tiger Pie, who oh. sat parked in a Ballarat Cup yep. and ran second. Oh, uh, as I've pointed out, he just let 10 major crews past him in a Vic Bread final. Well, there was a big drift on for Rackham Up Tiger Pie that mm. night as well. So, so uh, honestly, just to be clear, because we'll go for a break after the race, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead to head with you. If Rackham Up Tiger Pie does end up in the breeze... <laughs> You reckon Tam Major will get it from him? I'm not saying that. I'm saying no, no, it's no, not no, impossible. Because no. you said on, it was impossible. On. I'm saying it's not impossible. I'm saying it's, I'm saying there's no more than a 3% chance. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. Give, give, us your, give us your... No, tell us. Talk, talk to us. No, I just Pat don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. All right. So he's not committing. Uh, so reckon about Tiger Pie in the breeze. Tam Major then has to come up three wide. And I can just see Maritime being the one that's just cruising into the race with a three wide card. And if that's the case, I reckon he'll go Wooshka, you know. Uh, look... He's a really good horse, Maritime. I mean, there's a number of really good horses here, but he's my best value on the program. Get involved at the 460 if still available. Over number five, uh, Major Time. So I think he's just going to get a beautiful suck run in the middle here. And while a lot of others are working super hard, he's just going to be smoking the pipe. Rack above Tiger Pie is obviously a very, very good horse, but winning these sorts of races from the breeze is uh, reserved for only the greats, really. Or the 1 1. Um, could be. I mean, you won't, you won't tell us where he'll be. 11 10 major, but you'll claim it if he does hand up the breeze. And three, uh, Wardan has got a small hope, but it, it, he needs to produce a career best performance. 12, 5, 7, and 11 in the British Crown Championship for four year old Enticin Geltics. We're off to a break. We'll be back on Talking Trots with the second leg of the Melton Quaddy tonight. It's how we roll. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. We are talking trots, and we're back on this Saturday morning. It's Well, it's grand final day in the trots, isn't it, Bond? Breeders' crown season ending for the Gallops punters out there that aren't aware. This is, uh, there's another month in the trotting season, which ends at the end of August. So this is the big dance, really, isn't it, for all those aged horses? Absolutely it is, and uh, it's unique to harness racing, obviously, age-restricted racing at this level, where you've got eight group ones on the, on the uh, single program. So... Uh, magnificent racing, and hopefully we've found a few winners already. We still don't know if Rackham Up Tiger Pie is going to be in the breeze or if Tam Major will be there, but we'll push forward. We'll march on. What, what else can we do except for try? What the Hill Breeders' Crown Series 21 three-year-old trotting Colts, Colts and Geldings mm-hmm. final at Group 1 level over the middle trip. Majestuoso is an even-money favourite here, and Andy Gath uh, turn away now because he's both of our best bets on the program. Jebeck's $5 drawn the pole. Kratos, five fifty. Those barrier draws don't look spectacular for either horse. Kai Valley cliche at $6. Say it loud, say it proud, majestuoso. <laughs> um, happy to have the head wobble up and say I've got him at a, a, a much bigger price than he'll go around in pre-post markets. Don't do a lot of futures betting, but um, I'll be pretty nervous when majestuoso goes around tonight. But the thing is, you're going to be nervous in the run anyway because of the way he races. I, I related him in the form guide to a horse who, you, who stood you up at a birthday party about five years ago. He's turned up to every major event you've ever had ever since, but there's always that thing in the back of your mind about five minutes before something starts and you think, will Majestuoso actually turn up tonight or is this going to be the night that he decides to stand me up again? Uh, because of his racing pattern, he, lay, he, he sort of he rolls out significantly at the end of his races. He, he settles these days in really um, rearward positions, but he has unbelievable speed. Like, I can't think of that many trotters I've seen in the last 10 years that seem to be able to make up the ground as quickly as Majestuoso does. Not just that, but uh, and this is no knock on Kate because it was, you know, heat of heat of this race, but I suspect if he stayed wide on the track, he would have won the heat and and that's and he did it in the dub. He's got a sustained turn of foot. He can use it for 5, 6, 700 metres. Well, he was, he was in front probably 10 metres past yeah. the line again, so... Uh, and the, and the, the main thing, as you've already referenced in a way, is that most of his major dangers are drawn poorly here for this pattern of racing. All cashed up, he's used to leading and trying to test Majestuoso that way, and he won't be doing that tonight. Kai Valley Clitchy, 
has got more behavioural issues at the moment than Majestuoso. So he's he, probably the one. If you said someone's going to beat Majestuoso tonight, yeah, he'd settle on Kai Valley Clish. I, I don't even know how he made up thirty or forty metres in the space of two hundred in his heat of the Breeders' Crown. Kai Valley Clish. It was something out of this world, to be honest. After galloping upon entering the straight, just believes the horse. I reckon has continuously been badly underrated in that Victoria Trotters Derby trial sort of race. Uh, he was closing on Majestuoso, and he won the Silver Series betting Jebek. So he's a good horse. He's a proper good horse. And uh, <clears throat> and I've already mentioned all cashed up. Jebek, I reckon, gate one, everyone thinks that looks great, but I reckon it's it's more curse than blessing for Jebek. I think you'll get crossed at least once, maybe twice or three times. So Majestuoso is my best in the program. I know, just keep your heart rate monitor, your blood pressure tablets on hand there when he's settled maybe last at the 600, but watch him rip roar around them. And uh, as long as he hasn't made some sort of massive catastrophic error, I think he wins the race. Kaivali Klitschke, as we've already mentioned, in for second. Just believe as a horse I've got more time for than most. He goes in for third and all cashed up for fourth. Race seven on the card is the IRT Breeders' Crown Series 21, three-year-old Colts and Geldings final at Group 1 level paces, middle trip. The piece de resistance, really, isn't it, for the night? It's uh, it's going to be a cracking race. Max Delight is the 260 favourite after drawing barrier, two likely leader. Demon Delight, $3.20, has been well-backed early in the week and sort of held his price since or even drifted. Lock and Verart's on the drift out to 420 out to play $6, and they're the only horses in single figures. A little bit of French for me, piece de resistance. Uh, 10, 11, 7 and 2 for me. All we know for sure and certain about this race is that Max Delight leads and leads easily from gate two. Um, what happens from there? Well, Demon Delight's beautifully poised to follow him through, following you know, following his back into the race. So he, he will lob into a good position, you would think. I would hope he will lob in a better position than Lock and Varart because when I look at this, it's almost like a computer game rating, okay? So you've got Max Delight, gate speed 10, high speed 10, strength 6, six um, reliability Seven. Six, seven. Yeah. Right. And then you've got, and then you, the two horses that I think rate highly on every single measure are Demon Delight and Lock and Varat. Speed 10, uh, versatility 10, toughness 10. And they're the ones that I think, if it turns into a brutally run affair, even though Max Delight did win that New South Wales derby when it was a brutally run what affair. What about ability to find the post first? Do they, do they rate 10 on that scale? Uh, I think. Um, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because, I mean, I think it would be. I think Demon Delight would probably be able to cop more criticism in that department than Lock and Varad. I mean, Lock and yeah, Varad just yeah. has not yeah. had any fortune. My concern for Lock and Varad is that psychologically now, after racing tough and finishing second and third so many times, it, it, you know, where is he at in terms of you know all the wars that he's had? Does he need to freshen up for his mind as much as his body? Because even though he ran a really good race in the heat behind in the semi final behind Malcolm's Rhythm, it didn't feel like. It was necessarily the Lock and Varat that would just go on and keep charging after you relentlessly. So I still think they're the two best in the race, though. 10 and 11. Seven Malcolm's rhythm I've thrown in for third. I think for some reason, even though he went through the Vic Bread Super Series, he feels like a fresh horse in the scene if they um, if they go really quickly. Max Delight for fourth. I think he leads, but I think he's vulnerable. I didn't love his semi-final run, to be quite honest. He, um, <clears throat> he should have gone a little bit closer than he did for mine. And out to play your horse... I've thrown in for fifth. I personally am of the opinion that he's not going quite as well now as he was through the Vic Bread Super Series. But then again, Emma Stewart and Gavin Lang might just be nursing him to get to peak for this performance. And it really does. A lot will depend on where he settles. If he settles within striking distance and say the one by one, he can win the race. If he's further back than that, I think it's going to be hard. 10, 11, 7 and 2. You know who he reminds me of a little bit? And this might make you feel a bit sick. Who? 
don't know. There's just still, to play does. Yeah. Who? Still a little bit of ideal for real about him for me. Oh no, I can I I can cop that, but he's 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 got a long way to go before he reaches yep. those levels. Yeah, but at the same stage. He's probably well. He's done as much. I would have thought. Well, hopefully next year in a in a four year old he can sit parked yeah. and destroy rivals <laughs> the way that Ideal for Real did. Indeed, race eight on the card is in the last leg of the quaddie. The down by the seaside Breeders Crown Series twenty two two year old Colts and Geldings final. Uh, be happy, Max. Drawn the horrible barrier draw, but remains an outright odds on favourite at a dollar ninety five. Zeus Bromac eleven dollars. Oops. Uh, opening price after the barrier draw into four dollars twenty. Perfect strides draw on the pole, but drifts to four dollars eighty. And Pacifico Dream Miragon rocking with Elvis all around ten dollars. What a great race this is going to be! I mean, I reckon the four-year-old boys, three-year-old boys, two-year-old boys. I mean, it sounds very. I'm being sexist here, but they're the three races of the night for mine. And this is just a cracker. It probably wasn't going to be a cracker unless Be Happy Mac drew wide in the second row when a couple of other barrier draws went the way of the major dangers. The recipe is perfect. Add no salt. One perfect stride to lead early. Hand over to the fellow Kiwi, Zeus Bromac, who flies off the arm. Be happy, Mac. Has to make a move. There'll be a train trying to get into the right position to be 1-1 behind Be Happy, Mac. So there's going to be light colour movement action throughout the course of this race. I'm going with Be Happy, Mac on top, but I feel like a complete coward for doing so because really these two Kiwis, they're coming into the race at exactly the right time. Zeus Bromac is going to try and run along, I reckon, as soon as Be Happy Mac makes his move. It's going to make life very hard for him. Jeez, I like him, Zeus Bromac. I ultimately think that Perfect Stride's the better hope of the two. Mm. Because because there's going, to be, there's going to be pressure brought to bear, either by Zeus Bromac trying to get on his bike, or Be Happy Mac applying the heat. Perfect Stride feels to me like a horse who'll concent- who concentrates a lot better coming from off the speed. He's a lovely cut of a pace, a full brother to Chicago Bull. And I reckon he'll have that high speed maybe to duck through and win the race. But I'm level staking the three of them in the last leg of the quarter. 13, 1 and 4. I've thrown in Pacifico Dream. Nice. For well the series, found. Uh, for fourth. And I'll tell you what, if the heavens absolutely opened and a few a few poor decisions were made, which is unlikely, then Pacifico Dream's not without an absolute boltish chance of winning the race. I like that. But he'd need, he'd need Christmas, Easter and... And Hanukkah all to come at once. Thirteen, one, four, and nine for me. And uh, in in a similar vein, if they do go silly up front, then Star Hunter will be running on for first fours. But yeah. um, again, maybe can't win. Race nine on the card is the always be Mickey Breeders Crown Series twenty two, two year old Phillies final Group One level. Margita's a dollar twenty five, and clear favourite Yolanta Treasure Amelia Rose. They're all going to start around that $10 mark. Uh, how did you see it? I think we're probably slightly different opinions now. I did think the Treasure could potentially win the series early doors, but look, I just think that Rockin' with Sierra and Stars by the Beach are going to have their little war for a start. I don't know who's going to lead there. I think that probably Stars by the Beach, if he's really ripped off the arm, can get across Rockin' with Sierra. Amelia Rose got three quarters of length on Rockin' with Sierra last weekend at semi-final level. Anthony Butt up on Stars yeah. by the Beach, yep. But ultimately, Stars by the Beach, unless it pulls relentlessly, will then be wanting to hand the lead to Margita. And once Margita gets there, she's just she she is such a professional. Her will to win is extraordinary. She sat parked to win the Vic Bread Super Series final. If she's in front, it's all over. Treasure is one of only three chances to beat her, I reckon, along with Amelia Rose, who um, was flying home in the Vic Bread Super Series final, and also Yolanta, who I think is going to is a better horse chasing than probably doing the work in her races. So. Three to beat eight, six, and nine, but you'd be including stacks here for your wider exotics. Yeah. Alice Kay asked me, I'll tell you. 
Um, final piece is one of yours, even gemstone. So you wouldn't be mucking around here, and one and two even. So you'd be playing close to field for third and fourth in wider exotics here, but no worries about the winner, Margie, to 3869. Yeah, for that reason, I reckon standout treasure for second, and then then you can get pretty um, pretty wide with those third mm-hmm. and fourth uh, places. Race 10 on the card is the Aldebaran Park Breeders' Crown Series 22, two-year-old trotting Phillies final, the final group one on the card. Jackson Mee, well, if you... I think Majita's professional, and Jackson Me maybe takes it to another level and, as, a, as a trotter. And she's going to slice through here. One and two are the only ones that have got gate speed here off the front line. The rest of them will be pretty much be going back, and Jackson Me will just slice through. And after four or five hundred metres, I think she'll find herself where she normally does in front. I'm with you. I reckon I'm ready. Jet was going to win the Vic Bread Super Series final if it hadn't galloped halfway up the lane. And I've got a funny feeling that I'm ready. Jet might be the better trotter. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell, but. Jackson Mee's just going to be in front and getting the right run, and I'm ready. Jet's going to, you know, have to have to do some interesting things to get into a situation where it's even in the race. So, Jackson Mee, a clear on top selection. I'm not sure if she'll be. She's not one I'll be launching into on the night, but I think she wins. I'm ready. Jet's an obvious danger if she gets fortune in transit. Dizzy's Jet is a clear third pick for mine, but I don't think she'll win the race. And if they go berserk and magical, got a perfect run into it and didn't make any mistakes, I suppose yeah. she could potentially strike a blow. Spoke to Brent earlier in the week, and I think maybe she's coming to the end of her season and not the same horse she was early in the season. I, I, th- I thought under adverse circumstances, her run in the heat wasn't wasn't too bad, to be honest. Uh, 9, 11, 13, 9, 8, 11 and 13, but only two winning hopes. Race 11 on the card. The final event is the Vincent at Alabar Breeders' Crown Championship for the four-year-old mares. Paces at Group 2 level, and this has been the best betting move of the week. Art Series is $7.50 into $2.50, and a clear second favourite behind Nostra Villa at $1.70. This is where I get pained about the fact that I have to do my full form before I can actually have a bet, because if I'd seen the seven fifty. If they put it up a little bit later for me, I just would have crunched it. I, I marked her $3 Art Series, and I'll tell you why. There's stacks of gate speed off the front line here. Art Series, Frankincense, potentially My Harmony Blue. Diamond Callum's got it but won't use it. Good time, heaven. I reckon Nostra Villa has to go back. Um, and the only one you know is going to get a great run is Art Series because she'll either be in front or take a trail. She's on a level pegging based on their runs in New South Wales with Good Time Heaven. She'll get a better run. Nostra Villa can win the race, but she's going to have to have, a, you know, three or four things go right for her here. She is um, she's the best uh, mare in the race, but I'm going with Art Series over Nostra Villa. Uh, good time heaven goes in for third. I think she'll have to do all the labour outside the leader. And Frankincense uh, just worries me that she's fresh, but she might be able to lead the race and give some cheek here. Even Nostra Beach is not without a flukish chance. Two, seven, six, and three in the last bakes. All right, I've planted my flag with Out to Play. He's the one that I think will win at good odds on the night. Can you find us your best, please? Uh, my best... The, the one I really want to have the bet on the most is Maritai because I've just got this perfect feeling that he's just going to be in the right spot and win the race. And at $10, get involved with Rock and Roll Eyes, but I'll take you on head-to-head with Demon Delot. I think he's the one to beat him. What is the marquee race of the night, the British Grand Final for the three-year-old Colts and Gelding? Emma Stewart said she couldn't split them out to play in Demon Delight. Does that surprise you? I'll tell you who will split them. Uh, the judge. Out to play, yeah. Uh, He'll, uh, he'll be right uh, right on song. All right, we better get going. All right, going to uh, really enjoy the night. Appreciate you joining me, and thanks for listening to Talking Talks. I appreciate you joining me. Thank you. <laughs>